Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. When you start to shift from just a money mindset to having a pillar mindset, it will allow you to manage what you have more wisely, right? Because you're not cluttered. Your thinking is more clear. Your conviction is stronger. Everything about you is more solidified so that you can be strategic to get to the financial goal you say you have. One of the things that I've been asked is, what does it take to strengthen your money mindset? And for years, I will share the affirmations and all of the different lessons that I've put in Redefine Wealth for Yourself, the book. But really, in this season, what I would love to encourage you to do is to think about your financial wellness, not just in terms of the money mindset, which is what are your attitudes, beliefs, and thoughts around money, but to the pillar mindset. And I think this is going to be a part of the breakthrough that you need to truly achieve the financial well-being that you desire. Because I know from working with so many people for all of these years that the money mindset is just not enough because it doesn't account for all the parts of your life that actually impact your finances. My problem with how personal finance has even been taught for so many years is that it's been very linear. It's been very skill set heavy and it's been very one dimensional. And you already know this. I don't have to tell you this. You know from your own journey, you know from all the years of you starting the year out with a new financial goal on January 1st and then getting to December 31st and being frustrated and disappointed that you did not hit the goal, that something is off, even though you may have, you know, started your budget or you may have checked your credit more frequently, or you may have done any number of things that you were taught is the key to financial success, and then you're still struggling. Yeah, because having a stronger money mindset, which again, is the belief that you can have better finances, is not necessarily the thing that's going to shift your finances in real life. Because the actual journey is winding, right? It's not linear. It's not, oh, I go from here 
and there's just this straight path up to better finances, it's winding. There's a lot of twists and turns. As you already know, life be lifing, as we say. And there's so many ups and downs and ins and outs to consider, not to mention that you are changing and growing and evolving from season to season. So what felt right for you financially in one season may not feel right in the next. And your path needs to encompass that. It needs to take that into consideration, right? The other piece is when you're only looking at it through the money mindset and the traditional personal finance route, it's only looking at skill set. So it's making you feel like once you have a budget, you should be straight. Well, the truth is it's your behavior around how you relate to what's on that budget that's going to change stuff. And this is why we go through the pillars because looking at where you are in the pillars and then where you want to go will dictate what your behavior is. So we have to look at other parts of your life. It's not enough to just look at the skill set. This is how to do it. You have to have the why. You have to have the when. You have to have the who to go with that in order to help you really fulfill that vision. And It's based, I think, traditional personal finance like advice is based on purely facts. Like it's very logical and that is so sweet. It's so precious. But the truth is, as human beings, we are very illogical. We are very emotional and we are very in our feelings. And most of us mismanage our finances, not just because we don't know what to do. We tend to do things based on what we feel. We're emotional spenders right? We emotionally give to people. We do a lot that has nothing to do with actual planning. It just is based on how we feel today. And I'm not saying that that's totally wrong. I'm saying it needs to be accounted for. It needs to be a part of your personal finance planning. And this is where I think just looking at it from, oh, I need to have a strong money mindset. It messes with us. It's the thing that gets us to that December 31st date where we're frustrated again because we knew what we wanted, but we really didn't clearly lay out a plan to get there. So I want to offer to you today that you start to shift your financial wellness journey from being strictly about strengthening your money mindset to saying, I want to have a pillar mindset. I want to have a mindset that allows me to set financial goals But then to make sure that I'm setting up all these parts of my life that impact my finances to align with the goal that I'm setting. So let's talk about this some more. But before that, I want to share with you the affirmation of the week. You know, you got to speak positivity into your life, into your day. You gotta affirm positivity. You gotta affirm abundance. You gotta affirm yourself to wealth. I am building a strong pillar mindset. I am actively building a mindset that includes being strong with money, but not to the sacrifice or detriment of all other parts of my life. I am understanding that my thoughts and beliefs about my fit, people, space, faith, and work pillars are just as important, if not more important, than money in shaping my financial reality and future. I release any limiting beliefs about myself, money, or what's possible for me, and I embrace a mindset of abundance and prosperity. 
I attract financial wealth with positivity and confidence in all parts of my life. And I allow those to guide me toward becoming a wise steward of my resources. I am building a strong pillar mindset. Again, pillar mindset is a totally different way to look at this. If you are not familiar with redefining wealth or if you are, you know, familiar and you need a little refresher, let's talk about what the pillars are and why I even laid out the six pillars of wealth. When I lost everything in the recession, this is back in 2009. It really started in 2007. But in 2009, when I had my come to Jesus moment on the bathroom floor, begging, snotting, crying. So let's get into where this pillar mindset even really originated for me. Now, I didn't always call it pillars, but you know, from all the work that I do here at Redefining Wealth, I got to the pillars because in 2017, when I look back over my journey from 2009 to that point, I was thinking about what were the things that I was actually doing in my life to produce the results that I had at that time. And so Many of you already know this, but I began a real estate and mortgage brokerage at 21, 22 years old as a senior in college. And that became a seven figure business by the time I was 25. Then you fast forward a couple years, I lost everything in the recession and had my come to Jesus moment in 2009. It was March 9th. I will never forget being on the bathroom floor, bawling and snotting and crying and asking God, why me? I've been a good person. I operate in integrity, but also, I've been studying all of the personal finance books and I've been helping people with their personal finances. That's how I built my real estate business to begin with. So if I have all of this money skill set, why am I here? Why did I just chase the power man down with my baby on my hip, begging him to turn the lights back on or her milk would go bad? Like, why am I coming to this teeny tiny apartment, 600 square feet after my 6,000 square foot home foreclosed? And I'm coming home to eviction notices. Why am I in the welfare office bawling at, uh, you know, someone's desk telling them, I don't belong here. I did all these things. And she's like, ma'am, do you want the WIC? Do you want the EBT or not? Because we don't really have time. It's a long line. How did I have all of this skill set and this strong money mindset and then end up in this place? Now, was there a recession going on? Yes. I can't take full responsibility for all the things going on in the world at the time, but I can take responsibility for my mindset and for me not seeking wisdom and not seeking wise counsel and suffering in silence. And so from 2009, when I got up off that bathroom floor, and rebuilt my life, rebuilt my career, rebuilt my finances to 2017 when I was on the Dr. Oz show talking about how people could save on groceries. And that still small voice said, when you were on the bathroom floor, you said you would tell the truth about wealth. You said, God, if you restore me, you will go everywhere you can and you will tell people what you believe is the truth about this experience. And for years, being on national television and all these stages and doing all the interviews, I got sucked into just talking about building a strong money mindset because that's what people wanted to hear. They wanted to hear the skill set stuff. The producers wanted to talk about the same things at Christmas time, at tax time, summer savings and all of that. And I got sucked into that. And it was how I built the brand of America's Money Maven. But when I launched Redefining Wealth and you know, thought that this podcast might be something I did for a year. Now it's been six years. It was because I wanted to really share with you the 
mindset shifts I had to make, the attitudes, the beliefs, the behaviors, the exercises, all the things that I had done to actually rebuild my finances. And that's where the six pillars of wealth come from. And it wasn't just what I did for myself. It's also what I was doing for clients and with clients behind the scenes. So I want you to know that this comes from a very real place. It's not just theory. It doesn't just sound good. I have so many clients and so many results. You can read the reviews for the podcast. You can look in the comments. You can look at client testimonials. This works. And I want you to embrace this pillar mindset for yourself that in order to truly be well in your finances, you remember wealth is not just about money and material possessions. The true definition of wealth, the original definition of wealth is the condition of well-being. And what a pillar mindset does is help you to really categorize your life so that you can check and see on a regular basis, are you well and are you aligned in all these pieces of your life that impact your finances even when you're not thinking about it? Are you ready for Redefining Wealth Live 2024? I hope so, because we already have everything locked in and all we need is you, October 11th through 13th in Atlanta, Georgia. Do not miss this. Right now, we have early bird tickets on sale. You know you want to come, so you might as well lock in that ticket right now. Click the link below or go to redefiningwealthlive.com to secure your seat today. So a lot of your struggle is not really work-related the way you think it is. A lot of your challenge is not really about money the way that you think it is. It's really about these other parts of your life that are cluttering your experience, right? So using the pillar mindset allows you to consider all the parts of your life and how they impact your finances and those financial goals you set. Because as we step into 2024... Listen, January 1st, when you set those financial goals, I want you to have something tangible and something that you can be proud of on December 31st. We are not going to do another year talking, hoping, wishing, and just praying for the same stuff and then letting 12 months go by and we are in the exact same place. It's not good enough. It's ghetto. and We need to move on. Okay. So this is why you're embracing a pillar mindset. So let's take it back. The pillar mindset allows you to set goals in each part of your life that will support what you say you want. What does that mean? It really doesn't matter to me what the goal is. We'll use a financial goal as an example, but I want you to think about this holistically because this is the way that I set goals in every area of my life. So we'll start with a financial one and then we can do another one that's fun because I know y'all love talking about relationships and dating. That's what you said in the survey. So we'll do two examples. Here's the first example. Let's say that you say your goal for this year is to save $1,000. Let's keep it to a simple number. I want to save $1,000 this year. What we would do in traditional personal finance stuff is say, okay, you want to save $1,000. Either you need to instantly go look for another job so you can save more money or you need to cut expenses. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say many people who are looking to save maybe $5,000 or under, you're probably already good at cutting expenses because you are living from a place of possibly survival or you're living from a place where you're already very frugal and you're already very thoughtful about what you do with your finances. So you don't need to hear that again. What you need to do, though, 
is look at these pillars and see how in the pillars are your finances being impacted. So first pillar is fit and fit is about becoming your best self. So you know that we talk about being mentally and physically fit for the journey. Now I have had clients in the past, including myself, where I had financial goals. However, I was not aware of the fact that the limiting beliefs that I had adapted from family members who are well-meaning, but they had limiting beliefs about money, how that was spilling over into how I saw money and saw what was possible for myself. So maybe one of the things that you need to do in the fifth pillar is examine what are my beliefs about money, right? What are the verbal influences? What are the things that I heard from well-meaning parents or whoever had some authority over me as a child about money. Maybe you heard it takes money to make money. Maybe you heard money is the root of all evil. If you think that something is evil, are you actually going to put things into practice that would allow you to accumulate what you deem as evil? Most of us don't even realize that we're saying one thing consciously, but our subconscious is like, "Mm -mm, we don't want that. No, no. If we have $1,000, who are we to have $1,000 just saved, just sitting in account when people are suffering in some other country or when people are suffering right outside my door? Your subconscious will create a lot of stories that the rest of your life comes into agreement with. So one of your fit pillar things might be to stop thinking that these affirmations that I'm saying on the podcast are just cute and it's just because. It might be that you need to start to shift your mindset by speaking life over your finances, speaking life over your experience. It doesn't seem related on the surface, but it's definitely related, right? Even physically, what are you doing to your body that might be exhausting you and costing you more money? Sometimes we don't understand that we are running ourselves into the ground, even in the name of purpose not taking care of ourselves. We're not sleeping. We're not eating well. We're just not taking care of ourselves. And then we end up sick several times a year. It's not normal to have a cold, the sniffles, or be sick all throughout the year. But we normalize it. We romanticize a lot of our experience. So now if you have to go back and forth to the doctor If you're constantly buying all the cold and flu and allergy and all the things, think about how that money alone, 40, 50 bucks on things every time you get a little sick, how that could be something that would actually be working towards your thousand dollar goal. So maybe, and I know it seems counterintuitive when you're like, but I'm on my hustle and grind and I got to be up all night. It sounds counterintuitive, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go the hell to sleep (laughs) because not going to sleep sometimes is what's costing you money because you're breaking your body down and you are not doing this so that you could work towards prescriptions that you can't even pronounce. That's not what you want for yourself. So even though this is a financial goal, how are you protecting the vessel, the only vessel you're going to get in order to reach that goal? It's something for you to consider, right? People pillar is about creating relationships that matter, personally and professionally. This could be as simple as, one, do you ask for support? Do you ask for help? Are you the person that would rather stay up all night Googling things on YouTube? Granted, most of y'all found me on YouTube, so I'm not saying anything is wrong with YouTube. I'm just saying. But would you rather Google things all night, YouTube things all night, or is it possible? I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. 
I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new to me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, What I also love is that Armoire is women-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That there is someone who's already in your sphere of influence. There are already someone that you can reach out and touch. And one question could be the thing that unlocks Your next step, maybe a question about how they're saving or where they're saving or what they did to create extra income could be the thing that unlocks something for you. The days of I don't tell people my dreams and my vision because ah people are messy. Okay, people are also very helpful and it's on you to use discernment about who you go to. But there are people who are willing to support you. But this goes back to a fit pillar thing. What does your mindset say about that? Because if you believe that everyone is out to get you and no one wants to support you, then you are making it harder to get to that thousand dollar goal that you have. You don't know who people know. And you know what we say here. There's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you. But who are they watching you be? How are they watching you show up? What if someone was watching you right now and you were able to just articulate that this was your goal And they were able to say, oh, I just heard about this study that's paying $1,000 for people to do this simple thing. You should apply. You could get the $1,000 for the savings goal you have for this year with one introduction or one connection. This is the power of the people pillar. And professionally, advocates in your workplace, you know, accountability partners can help you get there. People who won't let you shrink and won't let you make the goal not something important right? But who know why you want it and why it's important to you and will hold you accountable. This is a people pillar thing, but it does impact your ability to get to the goal that you say you have. The next one is the space pillar. It's about setting up your life to support you. 
Now, this is where you can use different tools or resources to see if your life is being cluttered with unnecessary expenses. You can start to take inventory of all the things that you buy over and over again. And let me tell you, this is one of mine. I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. I just got my kitchen reorganized by a professional organizer in my new place. And the number of spices that we had multiples of was ridiculous, okay? Because it wasn't organized well. We were just buying paprika over and over again. Don't nobody need three containers of paprika, right? But you waste money buying stuff you already own and can never find when you were not organized. For me, it's a spice cabinet situation. But for you, it could be any number of things that you already have in your garage. You already have in your storage unit. You already have in that drawer in your kitchen that's supposed to be a a utility drawer, but you call it the junk drawer. You're buying the same stuff over and over again. Think about how many things you have duplicates of right now in your home or in your office or in your car. Think about the cost associated with that and how much closer you could have been to that $1,000 goal if it were organized. So the $3 here and $10 there and $50 here and $100 there could have easily gone towards that $1,000 goal if you had your stuff in order and set up to support you, right? So that's a way that that pillar can support you in getting to that goal. The fourth one is faith. And we always talk about faith is just believing in something greater. Doesn't matter to me what you say you believe is do you have time to practice it? and What does your faith genuinely tell you about financial wellness, about money, about success? Some of us have been programmed for lack and scarcity, not by our faith, but by the people we surround ourselves with. Hey there, Purpose Chasers. We've been on this incredible journey of redefining wealth together for six years now, and I can't thank you enough for your continuous support. Today, though, I want to take our connection to the next level by hearing directly from you. Your feedback is my compass, guiding me on how I can create content that truly resonates with where you are now. I'm committed to making our online community the best it can be, but I need your insights to make that happen. So have you ever listened to a podcast episode here and thought, I wish Patrice would share more about this topic, or I'd love to see more of that. Well, now's your chance to let your voice be heard. I don't want to spend another second trying to guess what you want. I want to know what you want, which is why we've released a brand new survey. It's quick, easy, and designed with you in mind. I've crafted questions that will help me understand your preferences, your interests, and your expectations. Now imagine tailoring my content to address exactly what you want to see, whether it's diving deeper into a specific topic, trying out new formats, or collaborating with experts that you admire. Your feedback will shape the future of this movement. Because to me, you're not just a follower. You are a crucial part of our community, and I value your input more than you know. Your responses will be the driving force behind how my purpose evolves in the world and the upcoming projects that we line up. Now, I know that your time is precious. I really do. And I genuinely appreciate you taking a few moments to complete the survey. Your input isn't just a statistic. It's a meaningful contribution and it will make real impact. So I want to give away not one, not two, but three $100 Amazon gift cards to three lucky purpose chasers who complete the survey. 
So are you ready to shape the future of this podcast? Your voice matters. And I can't wait to see what incredible ideas you have in store. I want to thank you in advance for being a part of this journey because together we're going to continue to create content that's even more inspiring, engaging, and tailored to your needs. So click that link, take the survey, and let's take our community to new heights. Remember, you're not a follower here. You are a fellow purpose chaser and change maker. Stay tuned so you can witness all of the amazing and exciting updates rolling out over the months to come. Click the link, take the survey, and please accept my thanks in advance. And so I want to really encourage you, if you are a Christian, for example, go and get some scriptures that you can hang up in your space, hang up around you to remind you, right? Like in Deuteronomy, one of my favorite, I think it's Deuteronomy 8.18, and talks about it's God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Even though I grew up hearing messages about money being the root of all evil, I use my faith pillar to remind me that my gifts were given to me by God. And that is why I have the right to be wealthy, right? Because I am using my God-given gifts in the marketplace. And as far as I'm concerned, that was a blessing and a gift from God that I get to use. But I use my faith to steer me in the direction of abundance instead of keeping me captive to this idea of scarcity. And I know that even in religious settings, people will use it and weaponize it to make you feel like the pursuit of money or success, or wealth is wrong. And I want to encourage you to go for yourself and find things that speak to what you say you want so that you can start to shift that that subconscious belief that this is not for you, that you'll never have it, and that it's always for someone else. Because prosperity is your birthright as well. And whatever you say you believe in, I'm sure there's something you can connect to that will support that. Now, the work pillar is number five. It's about living your life's purpose. And the big thing that we talk about here at Redefining Wealth is why I went back to get an MBA in financial psychology and behavioral finance. In my work with clients over the years, what I know to be true is that when you are unfulfilled in the work that you do day in and day out, it does cause you to try to fill that void with buying people or buying stuff. Either we are trying to earn people's love admiration, respect, insert whatever it is for you. So we're giving as if we're the savior. We've got grown children on our budgets as a line item. We think that it's all about the money stuff and it's actually not. This is why I say it's not just about strengthening your money mindset. It's about looking at all of these pillars and looking where there's some voids and some things that need to be dealt with because it's impacting how you deal with your finances. And when you're in a space where most of us are spending 40, 50, some of us, unfortunately, 60 or more hours a week in our work pillar. And we may be in spaces where we are using the right gift, but we're not using it with the right people. You might have the right gift in the wrong ministry, and it is making you question the gift. It is making you wonder if this is even what I'm supposed to be doing. That's why so many of you have that constant nudge that you are meant for more that there is more you're supposed to be doing, that unfulfillment in the work pillar is going to cost you financially. This is why you have people, as soon as they get their paycheck, right? Do you remember when when your mama or your big mama used to say, oh, that boy got his paycheck and it was burning a hole in his pocket. Like he couldn't keep it because he had to go spend it, had to go do something on it. There's somebody right now you're watching and you know what I'm saying. As soon as you get a paycheck, 
Maybe you pay your bills and then whatever little that you have that you could put towards this $1,000 goal, all the clutter and the unfulfillment in the work pillar really kind of compels you to go shop, to go buy something for somebody else, to go do something for somebody else. And you create ways to get rid of that potential $1,000 or something that would contribute to the $1,000 instead of the fulfillment that you have in work allowing you to be content and allowing you to be more disciplined and allowing you to be more strategic about what you say you want. And the last pillar at Redefining Wealth is the money pillar. It's about managing the finances you have wisely. Now, I guarantee you that when you start to shift from just a money mindset to having a pillar mindset, it will allow you to manage what you have more wisely, right? Because you're not cluttered. Your thinking is more clear. Your conviction is stronger. Everything about you is more solidified so that you can be strategic to get to the financial goal you say you have. Most of the information that we hear in traditional personal finance worlds is wonderful information. The reason you're not applying it is because there is something going on in one or all of the other five pillars. But once you start to get aligned and clear up what's going on in those first five pillars, it'll feel like magic. It'll feel like scales fell off your eyes. You're like, why couldn't I just see this sooner? You were just cluttered. And that's why I'm here. And that's why we're doing this work together. So you can have some awareness around and an awakening around how these other parts are impacting you so that you can finally implement the advice you've been hearing all along. That advice is for the most part solid and it's sound and it would be so helpful to you. But you have to do the personal development work. You have to do the spiritual growth work. You have to do the relational work. You have to do all the other things that allow you to really receive all the information you've already heard. And that's what this is about at its core. This is why it's important for you to not just think about a money mindset, but I want you as you go into 2024 to think about having a pillar mindset. And I want to share with you how I'm able to support you as you head into this new year. So there are several things that you can do and you can get involved with this movement of redefining wealth and figure out how it will really work for you and how it will support you as you continue on your financial wellness journey and you desire more ease, more grace, more fulfillment, more peace as you do this work. There's a few things that you can do. Number one, I suggest every single person, and even if you've already done this, I want you to do it again because you are a different person than the last time you did it. Take the Redefining Wealth quiz at patricewashington.com. This quick two-minute quiz is going to support you in figuring out and narrowing down the pillar that you need to start with. We need an awareness of where we are in all the pillars, but if we're honest, there's some pillars that just, they listen, on a scale of 110, you are negative five, and that needs your immediate attention. And the quiz is going to support you in figuring out which pillar that is and even give you some tips and tools and resources to start making progress in that pillar. So go to patricewashington.com slash quiz. That's patricewashington.com slash quiz. And you can take that quiz two minutes, easy breezy, absolutely free, and see where you need to start as you walk into this new year. The second thing I want to suggest is getting the book Redefine Wealth for Yourself. Redefine Wealth for Yourself is on Audible, it's on Amazon, and it's in a number of bookstores throughout the country. 
This is so important because even as you identify what the pillars are, the book is laid out in so many exercises and interventions that will resonate with different people, right? So in the fifth pillar alone, I think we have like 20 exercises, thoughts, beliefs, things that you can do to start to improve in that pillar. This is the easiest way that you can have my thoughts, my ideas, and the things that have actually helped me and my clients at your disposal, right? Because as you continue to take the quiz or as you continue to evolve, I want you to be able to have resources of very specific, practical things that you can go and do and see results immediately. And all of that is laid out in the book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself. And I have heard that it is a very good listen on Audible. You can check the reviews of that yourself. All right. The third thing I want to encourage you to do is think about coming to Redefining Wealth Live 2024. We are already registering people for next year's conference. And this is so important because the transformation that happened in the room, when you have an opportunity to go through our framework for awakening to where you are stuck in romanticizing things, normalizing behavior that doesn't serve the goals you say you have, And then we go through the pillars and allow you to get true and real and authentic about what you genuinely desire. And I'm taking you through and walking you through what that looks like, feels like, and even coaching because we did spotlight coaching where I supported people right then and there and they saw immediate breakthroughs. And then actualizing what are the tools, what are the scripts, what are the resources, what do you need? in order to truly live by the pillars and make this a part of your life. For me, Redefining Wealth is not just a podcast. It's not a cute book. It's not a cute idea. My calendar and my life are set up by these pillars and I believe in this wholeheartedly and my clients believe in it wholeheartedly. This is why I created programs. This is why I created the Redefining Wealth journal for them. Like This is how we live. And if you want support in making this a part of your everyday life because you understand that there's no personal finance success without personal development work, then I want to see you at Redefining Wealth Live. You can find out more and get your early bird ticket at redefiningwealthlive.com. And then finally, I want to invite you to be a part of the Institute for Redefining Wealth. We have different levels at which you can get my support for 12 months and walking this out. And the levels vary from being a part of our very engaged international community of purpose chasers, where you have access to like different quarterly trainings that I'm doing and Q&As and all the things to Pillar Mastery, which is now a 12-month experience. And then even my high-level mastermind for an intimate group of people, which is called Mastery Momentum. I'm not going to go into the details of each program, but if you know that you want to work with me on a more regular and consistent basis, then I want to invite you to come into the Institute for Redefining Wealth. You can find out more at patricewashington.com. No matter which way you choose to engage, and I've listed things from being absolutely free right into my paid communities, I don't care which one you choose. I just want you to finally make progress. I want you to not see this personal finance journey as something that has to be daunting and something that you have to do alone. There is support. There are tools. There are resources. And it doesn't have to be this stiff experience. You can do this through the lens of abundance and not scarcity. You can do it through the lens of discipline and not deprivation. 
and you can do it in community and not alone. And I want to invite you to come to patricewashington.com and choose whatever you need to support you in this next season. Until next week, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) 